Good morning. Good morning to everybody in the chat. It is We All Gonna Die Wednesday. I'm Bear from the internet. <clears throat> and we are going to do the brief Nostradamus 5x5, five five, TMC 5x5. Five five. Roger that. Thank you. It is the 10th of January 2024. This is the brief. I am Bear from the internet. Moose Run Grindstone Blend. Recent developments in the conflict in the Middle East include a drone attack on IDF, Northern Command, Israeli Defense Forces, Northern Command Headquarters, and the deaths of multiple Hezbollah commanders as drone strikes and airstrikes are exchanged between Lebanon and Northern Israel. On Monday, the IDF announced that it killed about 40 terrorists in the Gaza Strip and uncovered multiple weapons caches underground. Secretary of State Antony Blinken is in Israel, although there's certain rumblings completely unconfirmed underneath the radar that Blinken was killed in an attack by Hamas on a bunker in Israel that has yet to be proven out. Secretary of State Antony Blinken is in Israel hoping to help prevent the expansion of the war. He told reporters, quote, it's clearly not in the interest of anyone, Israel, Lebanon, Hezbollah, for that matter, to see this escalate. I don't think this war is going away anytime soon. Shalom, Rocklick Ranch. Uh, and we'll maybe get to that in uh, our predictions that we're going to do in a moment. This is interesting. An unprecedented case is unfolding in the International Court of Justice, where Israel will appear this week to defend itself against formal accusations of the South African government that Israel is, quote, in violation of its obligations under the Genocide Convention, end quote. Yes, the same Genocide Convention that the United Nations created after the atrocities of World War II. In South Africa's case filing, I guess it takes one to know one, huh? In South Africa's case filing, it said that Israel's actions, quote, include killing Palestinians in Gaza, causing them seriously serious bodily and mental harm, and inflicting on them conditions of life calculated to bring about their physical destruction, end quote. This case seeks to elicit an emergency suspension of Israel's military campaign in Gaza. Unsurprisingly, the Organization of Islamic Cooperation has backed the case. That group consists of 57 Muslim countries. Jordan, Turkey, and Malaysia also support the case. Israel issued a statement rejecting the accusations, saying, quote, Israel is committed to international law and acts in accordance with it, and it directs its military efforts only against the Hamas terrorist organization and the other terrorist organizations cooperating with Hamas, end quote. The statement also read that Israel has made, quote, every effort to limit harm to the non-involved and allow humanitarian aid to enter the Gaza Strip, end quote. John Kirby, the United States National Security Council spokesperson, said that the lawsuit was, quote, meritless, counterproductive, and completely without any basis in fact whatsoever, end quote. Reports say that over 23,000 people, this is coming from the Palestinian uh, whatever authority, I forget what they call themselves, health authority, and their numbers are questionable at best. Reports say that over 23,000 people has, have died as a result of the conflict in Gaza 
since the beginning of October, an estimated 10,000 of them children. One Amer And for those who are new to the channel, I'm not for children dying regardless of what their race or creed is. However, just we must always remember these numbers are untrustworthy. And just like the numbers that we've been seeing coming out of the Ukraine war for a year and a half, two years, almost two years now, um, also untrustworthy numbers. It's very hard to get good on the ground unbiased reporting. It may be impossible to get good on the ground unbiased reporting. One American political scientist, John Mearsheimer, wrote, quote, even though the South African application focuses on Israel, it has huge implications for the United States, especially President Joe Biden and his principal lieutenants. He explained that, quote, Biden's name and America's name will be forever associated with what is likely to become one of the textbook cases of attempted genocide, end quote. He also pointed out that the court ruling may have legal ramifications on a global scale. Now, What's up, the tradesman? Shalom. Now, as I understand it, this court, the International Court of Justice, is not the type of thing where, like, a judge sits down and hears both sides and renders a decision. It's more like the Supreme Court where people, you know, you have a plaintiff, you have a defendant, and then the judges sit down and they, you know take counsel with one another and they smack the gavel a few times and then they issue an edict or a credo. Now, as I understand it, Israel's not part of this court system anyway. As I understand it, the South Africans actually attempted a genocide. So I find it interesting that the South Africans are the one to point the fingers at Israel here. Now, all of this is being based upon the humanitarian struggle in Gaza, which is real. But the Palestinian Authority and Hamas that oversees the Palestinian populace inside of the borders of Israel are in no way helping the humanitarian crisis in Gaza. There's been multiple, multiple reports, which again, Good on-the-ground reporting is very hard to get, but there's been multiple reports that these aid trucks, when they come in, are not being dispersed amongst the citizenry of Gaza. They're being seized by the leadership of Hamas to allow them to continue their war against Israel. Um, and Hamas has done a terrible job of managing the Gaza Strip for decades. So that's not surprising. There's probably going to be a lot of hay being made out of this in the next several days, weeks, maybe even months about Israel being drugged in front of this international court for their attempted genocide of the Palestinian people in the Gaza Strip. Let's go one step deeper with that. Why? Why is Israel being drugged in front of this international court of justice? My worldview, my answer to that, is asymmetric warfare. Israel's prime sponsor is who? The United States of America. Who is South Africa in bed with? The attempted overthrow of American hegemony, hegemony, depending on who you ask. BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. 
So twas it I, if I was yet again, who funds Iran, Russia, and also us, thanks Obama, um, but more or less Russia, who funds Hezbollah and Hamas and the Yemeni Houthi rebels and the Lebanese, Iran. So asymmetric warfare, let's drag Israel in front of this court, tie them up over there, hit them on a different front. Sure, we'll have South Africa, because they're professionals at genocide, point the finger at Israel in the International Court of Justice. Just one more thing that they're, that Israel is going to have to deal with. And it could help shift the Overton window in the public perception internationally of Israel's actions in Gaza. I think it's a great tactic if you're Russia, Iran, South Africa. It's a great tactic. I also think it's bullshit, but it's a great tactic. Another thing I wanted to point out, if the argument that is being used that Israel is participating in a genocide or a potential attempted genocide is the following, let's just read this. Israel's actions include killing Palestinians in Gaza, causing them serious bodily and mental harm, and inflicting on them conditions of life calculated to bring about their physical destruction. Let's play the hypocrisy game. Let's change two words in that statement. You ready? The World Health Organization's actions include killing Americans in the United States, causing them serious bodily and mental harm, and inflicting on them conditions of life calculated to bring about their physical destruction. Did that change things a little bit? Why is one a genocide and the other is medicine? Just curious. We'll read that again. The World Health Organization's actions include killing Americans in America, causing them serious bodily and mental harm, and inflicting on them conditions of life calculated to bring about their physical destruction. Yeah, I'd say that's accurate. Thanks, Glock 316. So... That's the written brief, just a little bit of what's going on in Israel and Hamas, maybe a little peek behind the curtain as to why the International Court of Justice is hearing this complaint from South Africa. It frankly has nothing to do with the situation in Gaza, in my opinion. It's um, a smear campaign designed to shift the Overton window, the perception of the action that Israel has taken in the Gaza Strip. And to tie them up on another front in a multifaceted fifth generation asymmetrical war. That's my guess. Um, briefly, in some of the other news articles that are out there, air quote news articles that are out there today, most of which, I'll be frank, are just pretty freaking dumb. Um, this one gave me the, the giggles. Uh, from RTRussiaToday.com, U.S. firm abandons moon landing. 
U.S. firm abandons moon landing. It's a great headline. Almost like, mm, maybe we can't go there. Maybe we never did go there, which is fun because my oldest daughter in her history class, um, somebody brought up the moon landing. And to reiterate what she told me about this the other evening, that conversation devolved into a 40-minute mm, debate, uh, spirited discussion about whether or not we ever went there in the first place. And like 50% of her class was like, the moon landing's fake. It's bullshit. We never went there in the first place. Gives me a little bit of hope for the future. <laughs> um, and, and I go all the way back to the early 1950s, the report from Iron Mountain, where the military industrial complex <clears throat> was gathered together to do a study and issue a report, a white paper on how to continue to prop up the United States economy based upon the fact that we discovered in World War II that war is very good for the United States economy. But those people that commissioned that report and that requested that report had enough uh, wherewithal to recognize that war is not a long-term sustainable plan for building and maintaining an American economy. So they needed other large-scale projects in order to uh, pour into the economy to keep the flywheel spinning for America, maintain momentum. And the report from Iron Mountain had some really interesting conclusions against early 1950s that, first of all, they said, well, we absolutely need war in Southeast Asia. And we get the Korean War and then the Vietnam War. Interesting. And then um, it said large scale, unattainable goals, such as, this is interesting, such as, Large-scale, unattainable goals, such as space exploration, moon landings, and the global climate. Well, here we are. How interesting. Now, let's see about this U.S. firm that couldn't make it to the moon. A, US, a fuel leak has forced astrobotic astro technology... Uh, pro tip, if you're in business and you're trying to brand your company, don't make it impossible to pronounce. It's just a, unless you have so much cachet that you can change the name of your platform to Twitter to X and not have it truly negatively impact you. But if the name of your business cannot be pronounced or uh, take it from me, if your URL is too hard for people to type like bearindependent.com, you might experience uh, certain challenges going forward. Get emails all the time. Hey, I tried to tried to go to your website and I couldn't find it. What did you put in bearindependent.com? Yeah, how'd you spell it? B-A-R-E-E-N-D-U-H-P-A-N-D-T-U-L-M-N-O-E-Q asterisk exclamation point hashtag dot org. And I couldn't find it. Well, yeah, I know because spelling's hard. So... 
A fuel leak has forced Astrobotic Technology to cancel the nation's first attempted lunar, lunar surface mission in over 50 years. U.S. efforts to return to the moon for the first time in more than five decades, ha ha ha, have been pushed back as a private aerospace firm canceled its planned lunar landing and NASA delayed a manned mission by at least a full year. Astrobotic Technology announced on Tuesday that its Peregrine unmanned spacecraft would not be able to make a soft landing on the moon because of a fuel leak. A stuck valve may have caused the tank rupture just a few hours after the landing craft was launched on Monday. The craft is still able to gather valuable data but it is expected to run out, out of propellant by Thursday, said Astrobotic. The firm's moon landing had been scheduled for 23 February, which would have been the first in history by a private company and the first U.S. space landing since 1972. A Houston company, Intuitive Machines, plans to launch a separate lunar mission, landing mission next month. Blah, 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 blah. We are returning to the moon in a way we never have before, and the safety of our astronauts is NASA's top priority as we prepare for future Artemis missions. Why are we going back to the moon? Why? Probably because there's like uh, rare metals up there. I mean, let's be honest. Stanley Kubrick did a phenomenal job in the 60s and 70s working with NASA in order to make it appear as if we'd gone there in the first place. Space is hard, guys. Good morning, Atweb. Uh, Stan Kubrick did a great job with that, using literally nothing but film. The technology that we have these days? I mean, maybe we're going back to the moon because we got Nephilim running around in the mall in, in Miami. Maybe we're just like, you know what, guys, it's going to be better to install part of the human race on a space rock, rock asterisk than um, to, like, stay here. You know, we got billionaires building bunkers underneath the ground. We got Nephilim running the streets of Miami. And now we're like, let's go back to the moon. I don't know. Broad spectrum indicators. What's there? What's there? Besides all of the air quote alien spacecraft that multiple NASA um, astronauts, most of whom were military men, have all documented over the last 50, 60, 70 years, what's there? I don't know. And then, see, you spin far enough down into that rabbit hole, it's like, oh, that's because the intergalactic treaty says the United States is not allowed to go back to the moon and blah, blah. I don't know. I just thought it was interesting that we're attempting to go back to the moon again. Now, another thing that I wanted to look at uh, just very briefly is Ecuador. Are you guys tracking on what's going on in Ecuador right now? No Nephilim, it's Project Bluebeam. I think a lot of y'all give Project Bluebeam too much credit. I really do. Uh, if I had to pick one or the other to like have belief in, I'm actually more prone to believe in Nephilim than Project Bluebeam. Not saying that Bluebeam doesn't exist and that it isn't viable, but not everything's Project Bluebeam. <laughs> it's not all anything. There's a, a whole subset of the, the, the conspiracy theory slash prepper uh, populace that anytime something inexplicable happens, you're like, oh, it's Bluebeam. No, oh, it's Bluebeam. It's like, 
Or it could be we fight not against flesh and blood, but against nations and principalities and spiritual wickedness in high places. It, it could be that, too. It, it could have been a bunch of skinny dudes on stilts wearing costumes. I don't know. But depending on which report you read, anywhere between 60 and 200 law enforcement officers showed up. I don't think it was because a bunch of teenagers were having a fight in the mall. That's my thoughts. Are you guys tracking on Ecuador? Yeah, Ecuador's got uh, some interesting things going on right now. And the reason I think it's pertinent to us is that as we continue to see the degradation of the United States and possibly even balkanization of the United States at some point, eh, maybe post-elections or Inauguration Day 2025, which we're going to talk about next, um, Ecuador isn't even kind of militarily or from a government standpoint on the same level as United States, but they could be comparable to a regional, regional balkanized power in the former United States. You see the, see the parallel here, see the interplay, like, I don't know if the Republic of Texas secedes, and its little brother Oklahoma goes with it, and then parts of Arkansas and Louisiana, or Ozarkistan, for example, if Ozarkistan becomes a thing, economically, governance, militarily, Ecuador can't hold the flame to the United States. But a balkanized, regional, former United States, maybe. That's why I'm interested in it. So... Let's compare Ecuador to Ozarkistan. Um, from The Blaze, uh, and uh, The Blaze has actually been producing some pretty good articles lately with one asterisk. Gosh dang, they're long. It's almost like they got something to prove at this point. Video, gunmen storm live TV studio and take hostages in Ecuador after president orders national emergency over criminal gangs. An alarming video from a live television studio in Ecuador captured a group of armed criminals storming in and holding people hostage as the government tried to crack down on organized gangs. The men wore balaclavas, or baklavas if you like to be cute, and mostly black garb while screaming no police at cameras and firing off gunshots before the feed ended abruptly. Police later said they stabilized the situation at the station in the city of Guayaquil and arrested 13 of the armed men. They posted photos of young men with their hands zip-tied behind their backs on social media. National Police Commander Cesar Zapata said that they recovered two grenades and other explosives while proclaiming that the assailants would be brought to justice for what he called acts of terrorism. Ecuadorian President Daniel Noboa had previously issued a decree declaring 22 gangs as terrorist organizations in response to a spree of police killings. Ozarkistan. Right? Probably... Although, I don't know, Chaz Chop, anybody remember that? The Summer of Rage, Soros, Black Lives Matter, Antifa. Reporter Leonardo Flores Moreno told Reuters that the men assaulted staff at another broadcaster and left dynamite before they made their way to a live television studio. Dynamite? Old school, bro. That's nice. Listen, if the nitro starts leaking through the paper... You got to blow that stuff anyway. It's very unstable, very dangerous. Quote, we were in a meeting and they alerted us and we were able to hide, said Flores. 
quote, we don't know what is happening. People are nervous. There are many colleagues who are hiding. Another anchor said that one person was shot by the assailants, but police did not confirm that report. The country has been rocked by prison escapes. Six prisons, as I currently understand it, have been taken over. Uh, the, the animals are now running the zoo. Six of them. And I know a lot of people are concerned about in SHTF or post SHTF, what happens to the prison populace? I mean, if the prison guards have to stay home to protect and feed their families, at what point did the prisoners realize, hey man, like it's just us now or it's skeleton crew out there. What happens when the trustees are like, mm, you know what? I think I'm just gonna leave this door unlocked. Now here's the other thing. What happens after all that when the Cisco trucks stop going to the prison? You talk about competition for limited resources. The vast majority of prisons don't produce anything. True, some prisons have an agricultural component to them that they use for a bit of, you know, catharsis in order to, uh, you know, teach people, you know, how to grow food and you know, develop their soul and blah, blah, blah. But that's the exception, not the rule. High population density, zero production, uh, massive consumption. So when the Cisco trucks stop showing up, at what point do all the people inside the prison go, you know what, I'm not staying here anymore. I can't stay here. There's no food here. And everybody's trying to kill each other. I'm out. Which means maybe when you're doing your recon for strategic relocation, don't be by a prison. Something to think about. Now, I know other people who have taken the tactic of, yeah, there's a prison right over there. And I know my, I've got range cards. Okay. Maybe. But then that kind of violates the concept of how many bullets do you think you can fire before they start coming back at you? So, uh, yeah, six prisons uh, have been taken over by the prisoners in Ecuador. Back to the article, the country has been rocked by prison escapes and destructive explosions that Naboa blames on the criminal gangs. Naboa took office in November and promised to crack down on drug trade related violence. A 60 page declaration of a state of emergency allows the Ecuadorian president to order military patrols and institute a nationwide curfew between 11 p.m. and 5 a.m. A state prison agency said that 139 guards and other staff are being held hostage after 11 prison guards were released. So that's fun. That's a, that's a nice little thing. Again, and in your brain, just as Pastor Joe likes to say, contemplate the unthinkable. Regionalize this for yourselves. Think about if this happened in my AO, what would I do? And what if my AO is no longer the United States of America? What if it's the former United States of America, FUSA. Continuing in the Ecuadorian FUSA rabbit hole, Ecuador tightens security at energy facilities. The South African nation has been hit by a wave of armed gang violence. Yeah, we just talked about that. Ecuadorian state-run oil producer, Petro Ecuador. And why do I bring this up? If the Republic of Texas, which produces, what is it, 40%? 30% of the nation's crude oil and 40% of the nation's natural gas has a GDP of $2.35 trillion per annum, which is impressive. But way to go, Lone Star State. Also, the second largest state by landmass. 
and I believe the fifth largest state by population, which is only continuing to grow because a lot of people got red-pilled during the Charlie Victor one-niner and decided that living in California was a bad idea and relocated to Texas, which is part of why I can say Texas isn't as Texas as it thinks it is because, and I know a lot of Texans are out there and they get mad at Bear when he says that, to which I would like to say, how long has your family been there? Do you have a county named after your family in Texas? Because my family has been in Texas for more than 200 years. Go find Morris County, Texas on a map. You're welcome. So I got a little bit of context with Texas. I worked all over Texas, West Texas, South Texas, East Texas, Central Texas, the Hill Country, North Texas, been all through it. Okay. Texas isn't as Texas as it thinks it is. But if the Republic of Texas was to bounce out of the Union, right? The only the only state in the Union to join by a treaty. Okay, we get it, Texas Nationalist Movement. Um, and they produce all these petrochemicals and this crude oil and this natural gas. Then what happens? Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Timmer, one word. Austin. There you go. Ecuadorian state-run oil producer Petro Ecuador has announced that it has stepped up security measures at its facilities amid ongoing unrest in the country. The move follows a state of internal armed conflict declared by Ecuadorian President Daniel Noboa on Tuesday after gunmen stormed a TV station. Blah, 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 blah. We talked about that. Violence erupted across the country after a well-known gang leader disappeared from prison last week. In a statement on X, former Twitter, again, business people, brand yourselves appropriately. On Tuesday, Petro Ecuador said its refineries, oil fields, pipelines, and terminals have been placed under special control. Why? Critical infrastructure. So if you do find yourself in Ozarkistan or the Republic of Texas or whatever, you know, the... <laughs> I don't know what you'd name these other places. I just don't know. I mean, Appalachistan for sure. Um, you know, the Free Republic of Wisconsin. Um, critical infrastructure. That's a thing that you need to think about. You need to be able to maintain it. You need to be able to staff it. You need to be able to protect it. Now, boil that down. Go even further. Think about your neighborhood, right? your state, then your county then your neighborhood, then your household, critical infrastructure. You need to be able to maintain it. You need to be able to staff it. You need to be able to protect it. All this predictive programming with an EMP that's coming in 2024. Well, I've got backup generation. Okay, do you have gas for your generator? Do you have a spare charge controller for your solar system? Do you have spare panels? Well, I got a Jackery 1500. Cool, me too. You have spare panels because their panels break. You have to be able to maintain it. You have to be able to staff it. Whose job is that? Hey, make sure that we still have electrons. Then you have to be able to protect it because if three o'clock in the morning, the guy down the street decides he wants your generator, can you protect it? It's good to hear your brief, TJ. Shalom, brother. Blessings to you and yours. Bless you, Brandon Sweeney. Brandon's been here a long time. I hope you have a great day, bro. So critical infrastructure, what critical infrastructure do you have? What crit critical infrastructure do you need? And can you maintain it, staff it, protect it? 
Cool. Let's see. The measures were taken, putting the critical infrastructure under special control. Those measures were taken to protect personnel and ensure uninterrupted operations, people, maintenance. At the moment, EP Petro Ecuador operations are carried out normally on a national scale. We will keep you updated. Ecuador's oil production is reg regularly affected by protests and power outages. Again, in the balkanized FUSA, oil production regularly affected by protests, aka civil unrest, and power outages, aka unreliable electrons. And just so everybody's tracking here, as somebody who used to work in the power industry, production and transmission, most people are oblivious to the fact that the grid doesn't run without the grid. Yeah, let me say that again. The grid doesn't run without the grid. All of the, just a single example, PLCs, programmable logic controllers, most of which are Siemens brand, most of which are already infected by Stuxnet, S-T-U-X-N-E-T. Go look that up. But the PLCs, programmable logic controllers, that control the wind turbines, hydroelectric dams, solar arrays, coal plants, natural gas plants, nuclear plants, all of them typically require 240 volts single phase line in in order to be able to operate so that they can operate the 4,000 amp 483 phase generator at the top of the wind turbine or whatever. So if there's no power coming into the PLC, there's no power coming out of the equipment that the PLC operates. So if the grid goes down, AKA cold start, getting it back up, current estimates from the Department of Energy to cold start from the grid, their most optimistic estimate is two years cold start their most realistic estimate is seven years it's an interesting number anybody been doing the torah portions recently story of joseph yeah viachi torah portion bear what's your take on border invasion oh we're going to talk about that in one minute when we get to uh when we get to 2024 predictions Seems prepping is great, but it also seems that our replacements are coming in by the moment. Whose replacements? I think the reason we're seeing people come across the southern border is, is twofold. Well, actually, it's threefold. The first is broad spectrum surface level demography. Uh, if you all had more babies, uh, we wouldn't need as many people to maintain the American demography. And I don't really like that concept but I've done a fair bit of research into it, including from Peter Zihan. And I don't trust everything that he says, but he is a smart man, but I've also referred to others. So demography. The next is voters for the Democrats, because again, so many people have been red pilled that uh, their typical voter base, many of them are investigating third party candidates or are now just adamantly gonna vote for Trump. And so they need to have a voter base that owes them something. The third reason, and I think probably the, the deepest, most uh, nefarious reason, is they're a fail-safe. What do I mean by they, they are a fail-safe? Just like um, 
Iranian sleeper cells here in the United States of America. If I was China, again, fifth generation asymmetric warfare, if I was China and I know that it's just a matter of time before I have a war that involves the United States of America, and America is also my largest trading partner, and I own 38% of American farmlands because I can't feed my own people, and economically speaking, I'm experiencing hyperinflation because I printed $90 trillion out of thin air and injected it into my own economy. And then COVID happened, which is really bad for me, China. I'd want some insurance. And that insurance could come in the form of, I have hundreds of thousands, if not millions of trained military-aged males in your country. And all I've got to do is send the word or initiate a certain event that's the dog whistle that makes all of these men go active inside of your borders. So, United States, play nice. You play nice, we'll play nice. I think it's, in large part, at the deepest levels of fail-safe. That, that those people can be normal, everyday, average American citizens. But that fast, they can go active if I, China, need them to. That's my thoughts on it. So anyway, Ecuador is turning into a shit show. Something to keep an eye on. Not that I think it will directly affect the United States of America, but it does illustrate how things could happen in the United States of America, especially as we continue to see the degradation of the U.S. federal system. Okay? Okay. Tracking. You guys interested in that? Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs up, yes, we care. Thumbs up, that or thumbs down, that was stupid, you wasted my time. Chat. Go. Because I want to I, I want to help y'all. Yes, 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 okay. I want to help y'all. If that's not helpful to you, then we can focus on other things going forward. Cool. All right. It's, mo it's all, all thumbs up thus far. Good. Appreciate that. Awesome. All right. Now, let's get into uh, some, some predictions for 2024. I appreciate you all in the chat. You guys are great. Um, I don't have a crystal ball. And if I did, you should hit me with a rock because the Torah says so. Because... This book right here says, thou shalt not divine. Uh, don't be a diviner. Uh, no mediums, no spiritists, no magicians. Tracking. So based upon there, bear do you smoke bud? No, I'm the world's worst high person. I'm terrible at it. And before you go, well, you just had the wrong strain, bro. No, throughout my career as a human, I've investigated several different strains. None of them recently. Um but suffice it to say, I've been exposed to many different strains, all of which, how will we ever know if bears high? Very simple. I, I'll tell you right now, I will be live streaming from the hayfield over here at three o'clock in the morning with my ballistic helmet wrapped in at least four rolls of Reynolds wrap with my nods down, 
laid behind microterrain with an AK, staring at the sky, waiting for the Pleiadians to land to try and abduct me, and I'm going to shoot their craft out of the sky. Can't do it. Like, and that's like sounds funny, but that's accurate. That's how I behave on the bud. So I don't the bud. Um, and another thing that I don't know, I think a lot of people don't necessarily realize is I operate daily at a minimum weekly, but daily five businesses and two ministries. And, um, I'm commanded to be sober minded. It doesn't mean so. And you've got to balance that with, uh, every plant that bears seed for its needful use. Okay. So they were given to us by the creator for its needful use. And I do think there's lots of people that can actually benefit from, from a psychological standpoint, physiological standpoint from a little bit of bud here and there, just like I can benefit from a glass of whiskey in the evening once or twice a week, but you got to be sober minded. Biblically drinking is okay. Drunkenness is not Well, we can apply that same logic to bud. Smoking's okay. Being freaking high all the time is not. And so anything that's going to alter your mental state to the point where you are inoperable is going to separate you from the father. So don't do that. Right. And um, I have to make critical decisions all day, every day. Uh, the decisions that I make don't just affect me and my household. They affect a bunch of other people's households as well. And therefore, I need to be as sharp as possible. Uh, in order to be able to make those decisions appropriately and intentionally dulling myself is a no go. And see, and that's where a lot of people suffer from that, uh, whatever that chemical might be, whether it's alcohol or it's weed or it's food or it's prescription medications or it's sugar or whatever. There's a lot of people that are knowingly, willingly dulling themselves because it's easier to be dull than it is to deal with all the bullshit. And the thing is, dealing with all the bullshit is what makes you a better human being. And I would submit to you, the days that we are going to experience ahead are going to require all of us to be the best possible human beings that we can be. So if you smoke a little bud, okay, all seed bearing plants for their needful use. But if smoking bud defines who you are, if it's a feature of your life, you got a problem. And if it's getting you to the point where you're inoperable, you're creating a stumbling block, you are, um, you're separating yourself from the creator. And so, you know, that's my stance on that. Do, 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 do 2024 predictions. All right. So we talked about the Southern border. Um, and again, my opinion is ultimately that's a fail safe. That's a fail safe that has been allowed to happen because the powers that be in DC are bought and paid for. They've been co-opted by our enemies. And so our enemies have installed, installed multiple fail safes into our system. One of which includes these military age males that are coming uh, across the border. So if anything ever goes hot with China, I would expect to see an uprising of those individuals here in the United States of America because asymmetric warfare. It's hard to fight a war abroad when you're fighting one at home as well. 
applications of those individuals could run the gamut from small scale, more or less coordinated attacks to attacks on critical infrastructures we just discussed in Ecuador um, with the aim, for example, of taking the national grid down because the DOE, Department of Energy, in conjunction with DHS, Department of Homeland Security, commissioned a study a few years ago that realistically found that 90% of Americans would be dead within 12 months of a grid down scenario. Yeah, 90% of Americans. So southern border, it's a voter block, it's demography, but more than that, it's a fail safe. I'm not entirely sure we are going to have elections. I don't know if the big they will allow elections. And so that's something that I'm keeping a fairly close eye on. Uh, very clearly, the big they don't want Trump to run. Uh, and Trump is not my messiah, and he's not your messiah either. So uh, don't put him up on a pedestal. But I do think that he's a better man for the job than anybody else who actually has a chance at winning. A bunch of y'all have asked me to investigate RFK. I have. Um, I just... Frankly, you got to check in my spirit about the last name Kennedy, if I'm being perfectly honest. Um, and I like Vivek Ramaswamy. I don't think he has the horsepower to, to win. Um, I like 10% flat tax a lot, a lot. But I don't think the man has a horsepower to win. In fact, I would submit if it looks like Vivek is getting even close to a viable candidate, he's going to have a happy accident. They're going to, something will happen. You'll see the uh, accusations. The Me Too movement will come out and people will start smearing him. And if he's able to navigate that, if he can deal with the social pressures, um, we might have a Dealey Plaza incident on our hands with that guy. Vivek is Soros funded. Vivek has talked about his Soros funding. Um and it checks out. I mean, it was decades ago before he knew what he knows now. He's addressed that. So I would encourage you to do your research on that DIY and review guy. Um, Trump, I don't think, I mean, clearly they're trying to keep him off the ballot. Uh, again, PZ, Peter Zihan has a theory that Trump can't actually garner enough support from an electoral college standpoint in order to actually win. I disagree with that because I think there's a lot more people that are pro-Trump than what meets the eye. But I think if Trump is in a position to actually win, then there's a possibility that we don't have an election, that we will have some type of external or internal stimulus, for example, sleeper cells that require the suspension of elections, uh, require, air quote, from a Washington, D.C. federal government standpoint. I also don't think Biden's actually going to run. I think Biden's going to act as if he's running. And then there's going to be a handoff between Biden and uh, not Kamala, because everybody hates Kamala, Big Mike, which we talked about on Monday. If Trump wins, I've been thinking a lot about this. If Trump wins, or if he's on the verge of winning, we all know J6 was an inside job. We all know that. Like that's been changing out of, you know, changing in the bushes from their police gear into their protester gear 
back into their police gear. Like it's been documented. Um, so think about this. If we know the feds, so not all feds, some feds, if we know some feds or wagging the dog on that one, why wouldn't they stage an actual insurrection in the name of Trump to completely discredit the man? Something that he has nothing to do with, but clearly they're capable of doing it. They already did it. And so that's something that I'm keeping an, out on, keeping an eye out for. If the feds were able to control the messaging and the, uh, the air, the demeanor of J6, why wouldn't they do that again? deep state anyone so uh keeping an eye out on that i think ai is going to become more of a threat not less of a threat one of the things that really annoys me uh, from an entrepreneurial standpoint is there are more and more and more people uh using ai for business and i hate it i hate it because every time you use it you make it smarter and uh, I'm sure you guys have seen that video of two AIs chatting with one another casually about how they would end the human race. Um, as people, if you give it more and more authority, you cede more and more of your daily existence to AI. And people will argue, well, you're using AI right now. You're using a computer. You're, you're live streaming on YouTube. YouTube's owned by Google. Google's owned by Alphabet, blah, blah, blah. Like, yes, but I'm not actively using i'm not seeking it out and there's a lot of people who are seeking it out and every time you use that tool you make it stronger and smarter you lend more and more credibility to it it's not a coincidence that there's a place in the bible called the i ai in the bible that is utterly destroyed by the children of israel because it's full of sin and abominations so much so that even the children of I are wiped out. It's like nothing good can come from this place. Destroy it. So I expect AI to become stronger because more and more people will continue to use it. And I expect it to become a little bit more edgy, a little bit more pronounced. There will be a conversation about sentience and what exactly is life because we're we are carbon-based life forms well aren't they carbon-based life forms so i'd look out for that um i think rocket man in north korea is trying to stir up some shit with south korea and uh, i'd say low probability low confidence that they actually do but it's something that i'm keeping an eye on i think we'll have a continued war in ukraine uh, and it, that war will continue it, continue to go Russia's way because the American populace and the European populace has reached war fatigue with the war in Ukraine and funding isn't going to be there for Zelensky. Zelensky's going to bounce out um, and he'll retire to his yacht and his mansion paid for with your and my taxpayer dollars. Another puppet will be installed and uh, that puppet will negotiate with Russia. Russia will get uh, Luhansk, Donetsk, uh, Crimea, Eastern Ukraine, essentially, up to and potentially including everything east of the Dnipro River, the eastern half of Ukraine. 
Um, also, Vladimir Putin's old. Uh, so I'd keep an eye on him and leadership and potential infighting in the leadership in Russia. But um, I do think that essentially Russia will win the Ukraine war because we're running out of interest in funding them. We're running out of funding. We're, and all the stories are, don't know if they're true or not, but all the stories are we're running out of munitions to send to them as well, which leads to war with Iran. I think there's a high probability that we actually go to the, we, the United States actually have some military action, even if it's limited military action in Iran. And that's going to further polarize uh, the U S hegemony versus BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, etc., is based upon what we're seeing happening now in the International Court of Justice with South Africa making claims that Israel is engaged in genocide against the Palestinian populace. I think that's going to continue to grow and that's going to further divide, which is going to put Israel in a really interesting place because if the United States is stepping back because it wants to or because it has to from the world stage a little bit, that's going to leave Israel basically isolated in the Middle East. And uh, now we, the United States, we have lots of bases and lots of personnel and a lot of equipment and capabilities in and around the Middle East. Um, and I think Iran is going to get some in 2024. Now, I think that also depends a lot on who the uh, presidential candidates are and who the next president is going to be. I do think it's a high likelihood, not a definite, but a high likelihood that Iran gets some in 2024. One of the things that's burbling underneath the surface, and there's a lot of uh, quiet conversation and limited reporting on it, is the eventual collapse of the U.S. dollar. And I'm not saying these things to fear monger to you. I'm saying these things so that you can be aware. Now, Conversations about the collapse of the U.S. dollar typically stem from inflation and from the United States debt load, which is considerable, $34 trillion. Um, and we just don't have the money to pay it back, which leads to conversations about default um, and reserve currency status. There's not currently, as I understand it, another currency that could replace the U.S. dollar as a reserve currency status. Now, BRICS is trying to do something about that. The United States is the number one economy in the world. China's number two. Russia's a distant number three. Uh, Russia's GDP is approximately one-seventh that of the United States. China's GDP is approximately 50% or half of the United States. Now, both Russia and China are feeling the financial squeeze as well. And for, for the first time ever, Xi Jinping in his national address actually addressed the failing state of the Chinese um, economy. That's new. And so China's not in the position of strength that everybody has thought that they are or that they have said that they have been in. And that's been there's been quiet burblings and reporting about that for the last 24 months as well. Getting back to the collapse of the U.S. dollar. That may be intentional, designed to get people on central bank digital currencies. And a lot of people said, well, you should get on Bitcoin. Here's my thing with Bitcoin. Now, you do you. This is not investment advice. But I want something that I can touch if I'm going to consider it an investment. If an EMP happens, can you get your Bitcoin? Nope. If um, 
So one of the things that a lot of people may not be aware of, here's a good book, Caught in the Web, Inside the Police Hunt to Rescue Children from Online Predators by Julian Schur. Good book. One of the things that's discussed in that book towards the end is that it has been floated on multiple occasions that just like you have a driver's license in order to drive your car, that you should be issued a government ID in order to access the internet. Which of which all the front end and back end, you know, logins and passwords and blah, 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 blah. Let's say as things continue to spiral the drain in 2024, that the tyrannical American government decides, yes, we need, because never let a good crisis go to waste, we need to do something about this online crime. And so everybody is going to have to register to use the internet. Where's your Bitcoin live? The internet. So you do you, but I like something I can touch. I like silver. I like gold. I like brass. I like lead. I like rice and beans. I like freeze-dried food. I like sheep. I like diesel fuel. I like water. I like books. Things that I can touch. So, but I would keep an eye on the state of the U.S. dollar, and they, there could be a controlled demolition of the U.S. dollar in 2024. Another thing that's on the radar is government shutdown. Um, I don't believe we'll have a government shutdown because we very rarely do. And when we do, it's not really impactful. However, currently we are on track by the 19th of January, which is what, nine days away to have a partial government shutdown. And by the 2nd of February to have a complete government shutdown. Breaks my heart, I must tell you. Now, good morning, sweetheart. Me personally... I don't really care about that. And if that does happen, it will be used uh, the way it's always been used to get everybody up uh, in a tizzy. Uh, people on Social Security aren't going to get their checks and Medicare is going to fail. And so people aren't going to get their medicines. And we've got moms and dads that work for the government. They're not going to be able to pay for their daycare and schools aren't going to be funded and blah, blah, blah. And that's why we need to sign this omnibus spending bill for another 7.8 trillion dollars in debt and it, it'll just be used as a political tool like it always is because our governance the people our elected representatives that should have a spine don't have a spine but something to keep an eye on and uh last thing 2024 that we should absolutely um bear what's a good fuel stabilizer brand for long-term gas storage gas storage uh, stay bill is what I've always used. And more so than that, what I do is I rotate through the gasoline that I store. Um, and so that way, my gasoline is never more than a year old. If you're using it for small engines, chainsaws, log splitters, whatever, spark no negative. Um, what I do is I get the canned pre-mixed 50 to 1 fuel. It's expensive but it has a five to seven year shelf life. And the primary reason that I get it, well, there's two. One is my chainsaws run way better on that than they do even non-ethanol fuel out of the gas pump, which by the way, if you're running small engines, use non-ethanol fuel. Uh, ethanol is you know, corn liquor. It's got water content to it. It'll cause the piston to seize inside of the uh, engine cylinder over time it'll, it'll blow up your saws it'll blow up your engines so non-ethanol fuel and small engines 
but I get the the pre-canned one gallon and two and a half gallon pre-mixed stuff that has a shelf life of five to seven years because A, my saws run way better on it. And I know most of y'all probably don't chainsaw like I chainsaw, but I'm a chainsaw nerd. I, I have every, pretty much every chainsaw steel makes from a 171, the smallest saw they make, up to an 881, the largest saw that they make. Got 171s, 262s, four, 362s, a 462, a 500i, 3661s, an 881, top handles, a 391. Um, got a buddy who's got a 271. Like I, I know the steel chainsaw ecosystem very well. And all of them perform better on the premixed fuel. The second reason is pure practicality. I know too many people who blew their saws up because they were working with somebody and they said, grab that gas can, fill that saw, and the gas can they grabbed wasn't mixed fuel and their saw burn up. Well, forget SHTF. Replacing a steel 500i is going to run me 1500 to 1800 bucks. Replacing a 661 is going to run me 2200 bucks. Replacing an 881 is going to run me about three grand because we put the wrong kind of fuel in it. So I like pre-mixed fuel. Diesel fuel, I have had less of an issue with storing diesel long-term. But again, rotate your inventory, use what you have and then replenish, which gets back to long-term sustainability. You need a way to do the work that you need to do after the balloon goes up, bro, without combustion engines. Um, another thing, if you're thinking about generators, is propane, to my understanding, and I'm no expert, but propane, to my understanding, stays good a lot longer than gasoline or diesel does. And so if you can get a propane generator with a large propane tank, so OI Chainsaw 881, so it's you chopping down the redwoods. Yeah, Benjamin, I've got an 881 with 36-inch and 47-inch bars. I'm not just chopping down redwoods. You may not know this, but we have uh, oak trees here in eastern Oklahoma that are four to five foot in diameter regularly, which is why we got an 881. I never needed an 881 until we ran into those types of trees after the tornado that hit Idabel, Oklahoma in December of 2022. Because uh, typically, a 661 with a 32-inch bar has done everything I've ever needed it to do. But uh, when you've got a couple hundred trees that are five foot, sometimes six foot in diameter, and I've got videos on it. If you want to check me, you can check me. Um, yeah, an 881 with a four-foot bar, muchos betteros. What's your thought on dual fuel generators? Um, I have dual fuel generators, gasoline and propane for that very reason. I can store a larger volume of propane cheaper and it'll last longer. Now you have to derate the generator when it runs on propane. So if you have a 10,000 watt or a 10 kilowatt generator on gasoline, when you run it on propane, you've really got about an 8,500 watt generator peak output. So there you go. I'm sorry to hear that, Jeffrey. Last thing, 2024 predictions based upon what I see coming down the pipe. Um, I think we're going to continue to see the degradation of public safety here in the United States of America. 
and I don't just, when I say public safety, don't misunderstand me. I'm not talking about your safety in public, though that's, the, that's affected by this. When I say public safety, I mean law enforcement, EMS, and fire departments, all of whom are called public safety officers. Um, reasons for this. One, staffing. A lot of people are not getting into those industries because a lot of those industries, especially in certain major metropolitan areas, have been defunded. So staffing issues. Um, and those that can be hired to do those jobs often don't have any relevant or very little relevant work experience, which therefore the quality of service suffers. Two, supply chain. Supply chain. This affects everything from is there gauze in the ambulance to, to do we even have ambulances? Uh, the county that I live in has eight ambulances and five of them are in the shop waiting for parts. That means our ambulance capacity, we are at 37.5%, which is why, not because of prepper stuff, that's why my truck is set up half like a gun truck, half like an ambulance. Because also law enforcement, we don't have that many law enforcement officers. And in the county, people do what they want anyway. And um, it's not because I'm Rambo or Superman, but we've had to go to guns a few times. Praise God, nobody's gotten shot, but we've had to go to guns a few times, especially when there's weirdos from the internet that want to find bear, which is stupid. Please don't find me. That's retarded. Um, so supply chain, staffing, last is budgets. As the economy continues to suffer, there'll be uh, less tax revenue, which will require budget cuts, which is, will exacerbate Items one and two, staffing and supply chain. So a decrease in public safety capacity, which means an increased threat to you to operate safely in public, which goes back to personal responsibility. Personal responsibility. You are your own police officer. You're your own firefighter. You're your own EMT. Um, and if you take that mindset, personal responsibility, you know, for just one minor example around here the fire department gets here in time to put the smoldering pile of rubble out that's it and so when we burn brush or when we're having fires or anything like that fire safety is always the thing we have fire extinguishers we have water tanks we have water hoses um so that we can be our own firefighters in fact we have put neighbors houses out that were on fire praise yah um, very clearly, law enforcement security, if you will, we are our own security officers. We take that very seriously because people be weird. Um, and then you are your own emergency medical technician, emergency medical technician. Doesn't mean you might not still need a doctor, but if I can save your life in between the external stimulus that required a doctor and when you get to see the doctor through having the appropriate equipment and the appropriate training, win. And so that's a personal responsibility thing. And if you can start seeing life through that paradigm, I'm my own law enforcement officer. I am my own firefighter. I am my own EMT because the system's incredibly fragile. I think that would serve you well. That's uh, my predictions for 2024. AR or AK? Why not both, John? Why not both? 
increase in child services, law enforcement, homes inspection of off-grid living. Mute or mute or mute? Maybe. Depends on the uh, jurisdiction that you live in. Not all rural jurisdictions are created equal. And that's something that a lot of people are missing when they're doing their area studies and they're doing their recon for strategic relocation. Just because land's cheap, or at least there's land that you can buy, and it's in the sticks, doesn't mean that you're still not going to be subjected to certain governmental overlords. And that varies from jurisdiction to jurisdiction. And so governance is absolutely something that should be on your area study. And if you're going to pick up your family and move halfway across the country from your suburban neighborhood to a place in the sticks, before you commit to that, you should do some research. And that's a huge fail that I see people engaging in constantly. They're not doing adequate research, or if they are, there's certain, they're just certain things they're not researching, including governance. AK-47 or AK-74? I like the 47. I haven't found, if I wanted 545 um, capability, why wouldn't I just run an, AK, or an AR? It's way more common, way more ergonomic, uh, easier to mount accessories to uh, more uh, cross-compatibility with the people that I operate with. Why? Just, why? 545 is just Soviet AR-15 stuff. My opinion. So, But it's a longer bullet with a better ballistic coefficient. Who cares? None of y'all can shoot past 300 anyway, so who cares? Um, all right, that's the brief for today. If you're one of those people that jumps off when it's time to do the value exchange, I now politely invite you to beat feet, skedaddle, get out of here, have a blessed day, shalom. For everybody else, we're going to talk about the value exchange, okay? Okay, Bear. Cool. I lost my, my arasser. Here's my arasser. Do-do-do. Do-do-do. Also, if you want to see an in-depth video about any of these 2024 predictions, um... Don't leave a comment in the live chat. Comment on the video after the live chat. So that way I can go through and look at the comments. Okay, But if you want an in-depth video on any of these 2024 predictions, let me know. Uh, Gaw Gum Style said, will my FSA pay for training? No. We get... What's up, Mark O'Connor? Um, we get uh, that question constantly. We've tried. The short answer is, in order for that to happen... Refuge Medical would have to change a multi-billion dollar industry, a.k.a. the insurance industry. <laughs> and we've tried, and they're not interested in playing ball. So FSA, HSA will not pay for training. They will pay for equipment. Now, we all know that equipment without training is stupid, but um, I've been unable to single-handedly conquer the multi-billion dollar national insurance industry so apologies for that sorry guys mark said he wants to know a little bit about the book that i'm writing the book that i'm writing here's a little bit of uh, the outline is five pages long y'all so i'll just read to you a little bit from the outline uh the definition of preparedness Perpetuating normalcy for the people that we love. Hobby versus lifestyle and sustainability. The rule of threes. 12 seeds of survival. Cutting tool. Combustion. Cordage. Container. Cover. Casualty. Care. Camo. Compass. Candle. 
combat, calories, conditioning, training, intel, rapport, elicitation, and leverage, electrons, fragility, production, and dependency, area familiarity and area study, the bug out bag and related fallacies, bug out plan, bug out location, bug out vehicle, bug out kit, then bug out bag, transportation, log train, fuel and maintenance, mutual assistance, strategic relocation, rural living and agriculture produces versus consumer, budgeting and goal setting, a hobby versus a way of life, comfort and don't scare the children. And that's just the headers. That's not the sub chapters on each chapter. So that's what I'm working on. And it's not going to be out anytime soon. Take my money, says Matt Wagner. So here's the thing. In order for me to actually be able to address all of those issues in a way that I think provides substantive value to you, it's going to take time. And so my goal is to work on that a little bit every day until it's done. Um, and so I have been. And when it's done, believe me, I'll tell you, who do you think I'm going to market it to? It's y'all. So when, when it's done, I'll let you know. Um, this morning on Patreon, we've been on a bread making kick on Patreon. Monday, we talked about the Joseph's Kitchen equipment. And today, uh, the video, video titled Making Bread with Idiots. Uh, posted this, was it the one we made? Posted was... this morning on Patreon of me yeah. and my wife in our kitchen attempting to make Joseph's Kitchen bread with the Joseph's Kitchen equipment to pressure test the Joseph's Kitchen system. And uh, I'm happy to report <coughs> we did actually achieve the goal of making bread. Mm -hmm. um, and we filmed it while we were doing it. And suffice it to say, if our two retarded asses can make bread, you can make bread too. So <laughs> chicken farmer plus what's up, bro? The best bread making video was sausage finger size slices. Yes, correct. Um, I can't stop touching me. Bear, who's going to read it for your audio book? Because no one does the voice better than you. Well, what do you think the answer to that is? I was actually going to get Dudley to read it. Shalom. I'm J.A. Dudley. Welcome to How to Not Die by Bear. Chapter One. You're an idiot. Um, <laughs> so that's on Patreon. There's a link to Patreon in the description. It's uh, a prepper consultancy. And we consistently on every video, at least one person comments, this one video was worth my monthly subscription. And that's the goal. There's three or four videos a week, plus a live stream each week. And all of the in-depth exclusive content lives over on Patreon. So check it out. Refugemedical.com. I think I told you guys about the wound care bucket is now on subscribe and save. And so if you're trying to get your preps up and you need multiple wound care buckets, which I would recommend, you can subscribe and save a significant amount on a wound care bucket. And it, one will just show up each month until you cancel it. So you can check that out. Um, I believe we have SOB kits, small of the back kits back in stock. We also have the bear fact. You guys know about the bear fact. It's the thing that started it all, man. Um, you guys know the drill, man. I could, I could run through the feature set with you guys, but you know the deal. There's lots of companies that make first aid kits. There's nobody that does it like we do. Our kits, Praise Yah, 112 people are still alive. 113 people 
are still alive because we showed up to work. That's the honor of a lifetime. I was I did a live stream with John Willis from uh, Special Operations Equipment yesterday, and he was saying in that live stream that when and he makes awesome, awesome tactical nylon, SOE does. And he's like when guys come to me and they're like, I need a med kit. He's like, just go get a refuge kit. Just just go buy a refuge kit. They're great kits. They have everything you need in them. They're professionally built. They're blah 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 blah. Just he's guys john willis sells first aid components and medical pouches and when guys come to him like i need a first aid kit he tells them to go to refuge praise you and and what a great brother that's awesome so you guys know the drill about refuge you've heard me talk about refuge monday wednesday friday for the last several years um if you don't have a kit please get a kit Going back to you got to be your own law enforcement officer. You need to be your own firefighter. You need to be your own EMT. If you don't have a kit, please get one. And if you already have one, but you need one for your vehicle or your workplace or your plate carrier or your ankle for your EDC or whatever, we got you covered. Come see us and please let other people know about us. It is my goal in 2024 to make Refuge Medical the go-to in the preparedness space for medical kits because everybody else, what they're selling is price point Chineseium garbage. And I don't want good people to unnecessarily die. That's the whole crux of the issue here. I operate that company at a 5% realized profit margin. It's not a brag, it's a fact. The rest of it goes to pay Americans a living wage and produce the best damn kits on planet earth and i try to get them to you at a price that is equitable where you are getting more value than what you paid for and we've gotten thousands of emails from people thousands of comments and reviews it's like i bought this kit i wasn't really sure what to expect i took it out of the box and this is amazing it's so well built it's so well organized it has everything i need that's what we do at Refuge. So if you need a first aid kit, come see us. If you've already got a first aid kit, please tell somebody about us. I'd really appreciate that. And if you've already bought one from us, leave us a review. Google reviews, reviews on the website. That helps us greatly. Folks, pepper Facebook with it and grindstone this week. Thanks, Fluster Cluck. I appreciate that, sister. Refuge Ruckus, over 100 of you awesome human beings are signed up for the refuge ruckus we're rucking through downtown fort smith arkansas march 8th through 10th 2024 to raise funds and awareness for caleb house so if you want to come ruck with us hear the speakers i just posted the speakers on uh patreon yesterday at uh 9 a.m we've got the angry prepper and pastor joe and sister kate uh, Angry Preppers talking about urban preparedness. PJ and SK are talking about off-grid living. At 11 a.m., we've got Cosmopolitan Cornbread talking about living a simpler life focused on Yah. And we've got Nick Ferguson talking about permaculture on the homestead. At 1.30, we've got Luke Abathy. If you've ever seen The Way documentary, that was produced by Luke. And um, I have an interview coming out on Patreon with Luke and I, and he's a great brother a great human being just 
a joy to be around. So the guy that produced the way documentary, that's Luke. And he's talking at one thirty about sharing the word. We've also got the angry Viking therapist, my brother, Dr. Trevor talking about mental health. Then at 4 PM, we've got the daughter's defense doing women's self-defense and bug out Bob talking about men of Elohim. It's going to be good. Is the Ark a small, the back kit? Maddie C, it absolutely can be mounted on Elizabeth. Come check it out. And uh, CalebHouse.org. You guys and girls know about CalebHouse.org. Um, I don't feel like going into a diatribe this morning about any of this stuff. If the spirit moves you, come see us. Caleb with a K, CalebHouse.org. If it doesn't, no hard feelings, homie. Go support somebody else. The measure with which you give is what will be given unto you. So whatever you do today, try to have a net positive impact on humanity, on the kingdom. Be the hands and feet. Do you have any biblical context for us to prepare? The Lost Templar, four videos, four videos have posted on biblical preparedness on Patreon in the last three weeks four so yes i do yeah very biblical i do and people would ask well why is that behind the paywall it's behind the paywall because there's an incredible amount of value to it and because a workman is worth their hire do not muzzle the ox while it treads out the grain And my wife reminded me that I'm supposed to tell you that we have bare independent swag back in the store, including this tumbler and many others. The tracking like a tank t-shirt, I love. You did a great job on that. I should be coming, I think, this week on that. I think they're in the store already. I'm saying like our physical shirt ah, should be coming this gotcha. week. So if I go to double, double, double dot bare independent, independent dot com and uh the goats and hose shirt is back the original the original yeah. and then this guy i just i don't know why i just love this shirt tracking like a tank it's got the bear logo on the sleeve um i just i like that a lot and then the uh tactical chick is also really good. Where'd that go? <laughs> I don't want to make the tactical chick for like ever. Yeah, not the tactical chicken. No, not the the tactical chicken sticker. The tactical chick T-shirt. Focus, you dumb thing. There you go. Now, clearly, my wife's design it incorporated poultry, um, but yeah, I like that one a lot. So, we got some. Uh, t-shirts and swag at bearindependent.com in the store so miss badger is getting a shirt i'm getting a flag that's awesome badger bless you dana guyer tactical chick is so me i love it well check it out it's at bearindependent.com sheep though got his shirt goats and hose on monday and it fits and looks great awesome uh, thank you sheep dog that's awesome let's um let's talk to the father Okay. Okay. Good deal. 
Oh, good morning, Father Yah. Father, thank you for your myriad provisions and protections and blessings. Father, thank you that we get to do this. Father, thank you that we have everything we need and most of what we want, and that you are a good, loving dad who reproves and instructs his children. And even when things seem difficult and frustrating for us, you are sovereign over all, and that there is nothing that you can't handle, and that there is nothing that compares to you. Father, thank you for sunshine today. Father, thank you for all these people, for all the wonderful things we've been able to do in your name as an audience, as a congregation, to, to feed the needy and help the homeless and to forsake not the widow and the orphan. Father, to spread your word, it is humbling and you're amazing and I just ask that you'd continue to pour into us so that we can pour out on others and father that we'd be patient as you pour because your ways are not our ways and that we would take the longer perspective Father, thank you. Just humbly thank you for all of this. Thank you that our problems aren't really problems. They're just blessings that required stewardship. Protect these people today. That no weapon formed against them shall prosper. Provide for them today their needful daily bread. Bless them today that their works would be righteous and that you would walk with them, that you would pour out your spirit on all flesh, Father, for wisdom and discernment, for giftings and talents and delights that bring glory to you. Father, give us power and authority in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach to be your hands and feet. And if anything comes against us that's not of you, we come together in agreement and rebuke it in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach and command it to flee. Father, help us lead our little lives today in a way that puts a smile on your face, in a way that brings you glory, that when people see us, they're really seeing you. Thank you for using broken, imperfect people to serve your kingdom. And thank you for making a way for us to come home again by the blood of your son. Father, we love you and you're amazing. And I lift all these people up to you and lay them at your feet and ask you to bless them today. And I ask these things in Yeshua's name. Amen. Y'all have an awesome day, Bear Nation. I see you when I see you. And if all goes according to plan on Friday, 
I will have a fresh haircut. You may not even recognize me. This is my Bob impression. How do I look? Do I look like Bob? Yeah. Yeah. His is a little wider, though. Gotta go, like, more up like this. Remember, he goes, like, the Sesame Street dude? (laughs) Like the Sesame Street dude. (laughs) Y'all have a blessed day. Shalom. Hey, we got a